This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup. Only publishers die, you fucking idiot! read the news about the earth's inner core has stopped spinning oh i thought that was like clickbait i didn't even click on that no that's a very real thing not only has the earth's core stopped spinning it's preparing uh-huh. to turn the other way is that like when the poles shift i hope so because i am so <laughs> tired <laughs> well, well I, when the poles shift what happens we die really yeah well it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight it's going to take a while right uh, the pole shift, and then the Earth becomes sky, sky becomes Earth, fire becomes water, humans become dust. Yeah, it's a whole wrong. thing. You got that wrong. No, I don't think that's, I think that, no, I think that's what happens. So wait, okay, so the, the inner core has stopped spinning. So what do we, what happens then? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just stoke some more fear. How about that? Because that's worked out so well for us recently. Yeah, but like, who cares? You brought it up. What are you talking about? Now I'm frightened. You've transferred your fear to me, and now I have to deal with it. I, I this is not something I'm afraid of. I'm just interested in. Well, it's because you want to die. The Earth. I don't. I mean, I don't want to die. You just wouldn't. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> what? Who says that? What people is the fuck? What is that fucking phrase? Say that. Nobody, say that. nobody has said that. Oh, that is something I didn't make that, it up. Know, I heard it somewhere. Where did you hear that? From, I heard like, it the eighty-year-old woman you live with. It's in like, the zeitgeist. What the fuck is it's that? Is that nobody? Nobody our age has ever said that phrase. I can guarantee the only people that are our age that have said that are Amish because it does not make any sense that you. A human being that lives in a civilized city would say something fucking something bonkers like that. What is what are you doing? Well, it doesn't come from the Amish either, because I feel like they just make their women sleep on the floor. It's got something to do with, like, you know, some Bible story or whatever. But no, I've definitely heard that before. And I I don't want to hear it. Listeners, if you're there, are you there? Hello, if you're there, uh, why don't you email us at uh, oldpunksvstheworld at no, gmail.com no, and let us know. No, that's not what it is. No, what that's is not it? what it is. It's I-D-W-H-I Since fucking podcast when? at gmail.com. It's been that for a fucking year and a half. Email us and tell us, have you ever heard that phrase? And if so, it, why is Shane so wrong about everything that he said? Yeah, you know what? I don't want to hear it, listeners. Email me why I'm so wrong and then prepare to be blocked. <laughs> because you know who manages the social media and the emails? It's me. So prepare tell me, to be blasted. Or or tell me how right I am and I'll and mm. I will post that. Or it's just a tell thing. me how people nice say. I am. Say it's just you say. know what you should do? I don't want to hear it, listeners. Here's what I want you to do. I want you okay. to just text me or write to me <laughs> and tell me you. nice things. Now, now you've defeated the whole purpose of me trying to win this argument here. But you're never going to win an argument with me. You know why oh, you're never going to win an argument with me? What? Never. You know why? why? Because I will. I will take it to such absurd levels, and I will. I will. I will put it in my will so that when I die, it gets read out loud at whatever celebration I have, and it will be the final word on the thing. And I'll go. Ah, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> your bones. Your bones suck. I, I do know how to support an argument with, uh, you know, I do know how to support a claim with reasons and evidence. I do know how sure. to deliver a counter and a rebuttal. I do understand how to deliver a call to action. I can, I know the technicalities of arguing, but I am also a relentless person. So I'm sure. relent- I like, I, I will, I will get lodged into a crevice and I will not leave. Okay. I will not leave. I will be a tumor. That is how I win arguments. Yeah. But here's the thing. Actually, here's where, that's, here's how I, <laughs> that's how I don't win arguments and I just hit a wall and like nothing comes of it. But here's, here's how I flip. But I didn't polls. lose. Okay, but here's how I flip your polls is is like you are gonna come into this with here's how I stop your inner core from spinning. Yeah, I was gonna say you brought, gonna, you brought it back, brought it back. Yeah, I brought it back. So you're gonna you're gonna come at this with starting with logic, and then I'm gonna huh. come at it with chaos and indifference, and that's gonna drive you up a wall. And then what's gonna happen is I'm gonna gaslight you and tell you that we never had the argument to begin with, and it's gonna drive you so insane that you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna shotgun blast a bunch of Rolos through the back of your head. 
See, I feel like we should do like a like an I don't want to hear it debate. Uh, one That's time. great. That'll be a bonus. <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be. A, that'll be... <laughs> Let's do a debate. That's so stupid. That'd be funny. Yeah. Oh, it'll be the final episode ever. I, I this, based on what Wrong. you're telling me, I feel like this episode might be a debate. <laughs> yeah this this episode may very well turn into a debate. Hi everybody, welcome. To I don't want to hear it. I'm Mikey and I'm Shane. And we are, we have not done one of these in a while, but they're always my favorite. It's cool to hate. Wow! Don't like nothing, and I like that fine. Exactly. This is when we take a couple of bands. We used to do three, usually. We take a little handful, and we mock them relentlessly, take turns. Uh, and usually we pick bands that the other likes so that we just really fire each other up. Yeah. And I didn't do that entirely, but this one, uh, I know that the one is going to just, like, really chap your ass. Well, I know the first one that I have on my list you do really like, and I don't like them. So I will I will lay into them with the utmost ferocity. I mean, that's this is where this is going to go. Like, you, you, like, your taste sucks so much that it doesn't matter. It doesn't upset me that you don't like the stuff I like. I don't like nothing. <laughs> I don't like nothing. Um, well, before Ooh. we do that. Yes. Should we do, we got to do a right profile. We haven't done one yeah. of those in like fucking three months. We haven't done one of those all year. Ugh. Okay, I quit. Say, where did I see this guy? Shoot his right profile. My pick is a band that hasn't been around for too long, but they definitely fall in line with like kind of the Gainesville drunk punk, like that type of vibe. Uh, and I really, really like them. And they keep coming up on like uh, different playlists and stuff. And I and I have spent some time with them, uh, but I never like kind of immediately seek them out until this last like couple weeks. And this band mm. is called New Junk City. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, it's great. Um, so they are a band from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and they are described as, quote, Tom Petty as played by Green Day. I, I, that's a great description, too. I, I like fucking love well. it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm here for it. I like I, I love it. So they put Where out. Where are you for it? I'm here in my house for it. Um, oh, just so. There. Yeah, just here. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so they have a few albums out. Um, their latest album is called Beg a Promise. Um, and they put out, let's see, they have same places, which is the album that I like, uh, the song useless friends high in the morning, very catchy songs. Um, come tomorrow coffee mug. Uh, it's not the song you think it is. Um, they did a split with a band called hot mass. Um, they did a self-titled record in 2014 called, uh, a self-titled record. Um, and, uh, they, the first song on on it is called snot a problem. (laughs) So they're like, they're very, they're like kind of irreverent, but they're just like fun and they're just super catchy. So like, and there are super like quick listen, same places is only nine songs. So I think they do a good job of kind of like keeping it simple and to the point and just playing really good, like Gainesville, like drunk punk kind of stuff. And so uh, I think that you actually would really like them. Sounds like I'd like them. I think you would. So I I definitely recommend that you should go listen to them. They're called New Junk City. I will check them out. I, I definitely will check them out because I'm going back to the same old, same olds for punk for quite a while now. You know, I keep going back. Banner Pilot, Dear Landlord, Swing and Utters. Like, I love those bands, but I've listened to those bands. Uh, I've listened to till the shit came out of those bands. That's how much I've listened to them. Yeah. So I would like to I would like to pop in some new ones and uh, I will. I will listen to them. Yeah. Give same places a spin. That's the one that you want to start with. I think, you know, what I'm going to do right now. Well, you're gonna follow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna follow them on Spotify. Look See what I'm go. doing? Look at this. Look at. Look at what I'm doing. Here we go. You're I know how to. I know how to do it. New junk city. Follow. Okay. It is a great band name. Yeah, I like it. Uh. Okay. Well, my band. I don't know if you'd like them, but maybe you will. I don't know. The band is called Sinister Feeling, and they are from Balmer, Maryland. That's a good name. It's good. It is a good name. I like it. Balmer. Uh, no, I mean, Sinister Feeling is, is a good name. Yeah, Balmer. yeah. Sinister Feeling. Yeah. I like Balmer. I like saying it. It's fun. Uh, this is a band that has, uh, I don't know, four guys in it. And uh, they just, it's it's uh, sort of like, uh, I would say it's sort of like Think I Care. 
Do you ever like Think I Care? Yeah, they were good. Yeah, it's more like the mongrel world asylum Think I Care, where it's very uh, trudging. It's not yeah. uh, all the power violence, uh, but it's very raw. It's very pissed off, but good vocals. There, there are some fast parts to it, too, but it definitely is not uh, the tough guy type of shit or like the the New York hardcore type of shit that I sometimes talk about. This is firmly rooted in that sort of think I care trudging caveman, uh, you know, hatred spew. And I really like it. It's fun. They have a 2023 promo out. I don't like when bands do promos. I don't know why they do that. Just put out an EP, just put out a demo. I don't know why you put out promos, but it's a cassette, but it's on Bandcamp uh, and they're on Spotify too. They have a demo from May 2022. They have this promo from uh, this month. So I guess they're gearing up to put out some record. And it's just if you want a really quick listen, I mean, goddamn, the thing's under five minutes long and it's four songs. And I believe they even do a they do a Left 4 Dead cover, too. Yes, they do. Uh, Which rules. They do do standing by. Um, Yeah. So it's fun. It's pissed. It's angry. It's really short. If you hate it, well, you didn't waste that much time. And I bet they're going to put out a cool LP soon. So keep an eye on them. Sinister feeling. I like that. Um, uh, I will. I'll give it a listen. And uh, you know what I did is I pulled up my Spotify and I followed them. <laughs> look at us. Oh, yeah, they made along. me want to go. Uh, they made me want to go listen to Think I Care. I didn't listen to Think I Care in a long time. That's a good band. I like that band. Yeah, that band's good. Okay. All right. Well, is it time to let loose the dogs of war? And yes, let's do the thing. Let's 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 hate on some bands. Let's do the thing. first band that's on my list is a band that you probably have heard, but you don't give a shit about. Um, but it's one of those things where I love my parents dearly, and every now and again they'll bring me a band that they're like, this band is really good. And I'm like, you, I did not come from you. <laughs> like, I, this is where I go, I, this, is, this band is the reason why I got a DNA test, to verify that I was actually related to my parents, because I they make me feel like I'm adopted. <laughs> that's wow okay <laughs> so this band Ouch. is a band called Greta Van Fleet what is Greta Van Fleet because I kept getting mixed up with the climate change girl <laughs> oh okay so yes uh very yeah that's fair uh so Greta Van Fleet is um the worst Led Zeppelin ripoff that you've ever heard in your life <gasps> they are a they're described as an American rock band from Frankenmuth Frankenmuth Frankenmuth, Michigan. Muth? They formed. I don't know. Uh, Frankenmuth. They've only been a band for ten years, and they have been playing oh. on. Dude, they've been playing on like major festivals. They were on Saturday Night Live. They are all over the radio, and they are like young kids. They're like okay. little. They're like fucking kids. They're babies. They're babies. They're toddlers. Um, they're they're fucking ridiculous so i'm looking at them band. right now they are very young and oh my god i want to just throw a truck at them <laughs> yes so here is the thing when i say they are the the uh, a led zeppelin ripoff that is exactly what they are they want so desperately and so badly to bring back like 70s bullshit mystic rock that they are like just try. They're basically a Led Zeppelin cover band. And now here's the thing. The reason that I hate them is, first of all, they're incredibly talented. And I hate that about them. <laughs> um, the second part of this is that, burn. is that they yeah, compliment birds. Uh, fuck you for being so good. Um, the other the other part of this is that the thing with Led Zeppelin is that they were super into like actually into the occult like yeah they were involved with like fucking uh like alistair crowley and like shit like that they were like they were in there they were they were like into satanism and shit this yeah band, and that's that's what made that shit cool they were all on acid and they were all like fucking you know doing rituals and shit i mean that that's what made it cool i mean the music wasn't even that great in my opinion yeah i mean and honestly like if you go back and listen to led zeppelin they they're a good band but like the thing is, is you only need one Led Zeppelin. You don't need more sure. than one Led Zeppelin. And Aren't Greta Van Fleet. Uh, sure. Yeah. 
Maybe. Um, John Bonham I mean, alive? Is he? John, John, Bonham? John Bonham's dead. Um, oh, he's dead. John Bonham's kid is alive, and John Bonham's oh. kid plays drums. Um, the rest of them are alive. Jimmy Page is still around. Um, you know, hey, but if the Skinner thing is, can do it without Ronnie, then they can do it. Then Led Zeppelin can do it without John. Right. So my point is, though, is that these kids, these kids that were born in like. 2006 are going around and they are like fucking wearing leather pants and crop tops and dressing. They're like, it's not only that they are, they want to be Led Zeppelin. They're dressing like Led Zeppelin. They're playing like Led Zeppelin. And the singer's teeth are so fucking big. (laughs) I see it. I see it. This kid is all teeth. He looks like the Coney Island guy. (laughs) They look like battle boards. Yeah, here's here's and, and listen, I I I have uh in the in the last few years have recently taken on the opinion that you're not supposed to make fun of somebody for things they can't change, but this kid sucks. And He's got enough money, I, he could change it. Yeah, he could change it. Um also like th- th- I just think about this. I think about like I understand rock and roll. I understand like kind of like that 70s cock rock stuff that like everybody was really into. That should stay there. I think of my mom when we went to go see AFI and there were the dancing robots that Sam Kuby really loves. And I just kind of, and she said the eighties sucked. They should have stayed there. <laughs> and I kind of think the same thing about this, this band, we should put them in a time machine, send them back in time and let Led Zeppelin kill them. So it doesn't happen again. We don't need more of this. And I mean, like I said, they, they're really good at what they do, but I hate them. <laughs> Well, I looked them up. There's uh, three brothers in the band, and then you got you got Josh, Jake, and Sam Kizka, and then you got Danny Wagner. Yeah, two of them are twins. <laughs> Danny Wagner. Oh, yeah, there are twins in here. Uh, yeah, ugh, this, this is very strange. I they this though this is funny because this sort of aesthetic. I mean, I guess get away from the mystic part of it, but the '70s aesthetic. When I saw Church of Misery, they looked like this, except they were from Japan. And I would switch them out for these guys in but a heartbeat. Here's the thing. I would be fine with this aesthetic because bands like The Sword did that. Like, this is not a stoner metal band. And I'm fine with... And I could. And, and here's the thing about Church of Misery, because they're from Japan. Completely understand that, given that Ch- Japan was like an isolationist culture. So, like, it's very possible that the 70s only showed up very, very later. Like, much later. So, like, <laughs> they may only be getting Led Zeppelin now. And that's I fine. I want to go there. That's where I, 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 w- I would love to go to Japan. That would be fucking cool. I, I um, hate modernity. I don't even want to be here right now. Yeah, let's go. Um, so my, my my point is though is that like what made Led Zeppelin kind of cool was the Satanism was like the sleaziness, and this band has none of those things that make them cool. They're children cosplaying as Led Zeppelin, and they <laughs> should not be allowed to breed. Is my point. <laughs> wow, you really feel strongly about it. I, like I you're do. It's me very. Right now. No, it's very upsetting that my parents were like, you would like this. I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> no, I don't, Dad. I'm offended. Like, I I looked up. I went so far as to look up emancipation paperwork about this. <laughs> and then I realized I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, you're, you're an adult. Uh, that, that was I had a similar situation many years ago uh, at work when uh, one of my coworkers was like, I heard that you like comedy and that you've done comedy. And I said, yeah, I, I have. She said, you ought to check out so-and-so. He's hilarious. And I said, okay, cool. He's, she's like, he's a Christian comic and he just doesn't swear and it's just the bee's knees and it's so funny. And, you know, I felt insulted. I was like, "What? what is it that you think of me? That you think <laughs> that yeah. I should I should laugh at your clown? Yeah, it's very upsetting. I mean, and I get it. I don't like, like this, it. Is, this is what my parents they my parents enjoyed this stuff, and like I'm glad I'm so glad they like it. But it's one of those bands where I simply just I can't even fake it with them. Like my dad will be like, "You should listen <laughs> to this band." I'm like, uh, "They're good." I can't even fake it with them. I'm like, "This is fucking horrible." Yeah, but he loves he loves Led Zeppelin. He loves Led Zeppelin, so that's what makes it. That's what does. That's what blows my mind. Is like, why would he like a Led Zeppelin copy? He just wants more of what he likes. That's all he wants more. And I mean, mm. I I don't blame him. I mean, at least your parents are having fun, man. My parents are not having fun. They're just like reading books and like sitting. That's like, true. What my you, parents are. Like, what are you fun? doing? What are you doing? They're like, we're doing what we want to do. Well, then your parents are having fun. They're doing. what I don't they know if do. I call it fun. I don't know if I call it fun. But, you know, mm. Okay. Man, it's just... All right. I mean, I love okay, my parents, and I don't want to be emancipated. I just want to be clear about that. I, I, I do love them, but, man, what a wrong turn. 
Well, <laughs> we could, I, you know, I haven't heard them, and I'm sure I would agree with you, but I know that you're not going to be happy about this next one. I'm, I'm already upset. I'm, I'm already primed <laughs> for it. So, so there used to be a type of, we'll say, there was a type of movie going experience that used to be popular, actually, in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, which we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And when you would go see a movie in this way. People would say you're at the <laughs> you're at the drive-in. Yes, you're at the drive-in, <laughs> and that's the band that I have chosen to lead off our inaugural 2023. Well, cool, sure, take. that's a stupid pick, but I get it. <laughs> now I feel like this band had to have been started after the members were just sitting around drinking lattes out of potted plants and trying to outweird <laughs> each other. So these guys, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a quick rundown. Shane knows all this stuff. You guys may not. I'm looking at a picture of Cedric Bixler Zavella, the vocalist, right now. He's looking rough. He's so, sober. Well, if, uh, go back to the Coke, man, because it's it was at least you could at least fit in those pants, we'll say. So at the drive-in, American post-hardcore band. Oh, from El Paso, Texas. They formed in 94. I did not know that. I thought they were yeah. much more recent than that. Nope. So, I mean, look, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are, except for Omar Rodriguez Lopez, who is the guitarist. He's the auteur. Yes, he's an amazing guitarist, but do I give a shit? No. So, you know, early lineup changes. They become a five-piece. They do three studio albums and five EPs before they broke up in 2001. I've never understood at the drive-in. They sound to me like a rocking horse in space. Sure. They sound like chest hair with vocal cords, and I think they're dumb, and I think they're weird. <laughs> and I don't even know what to call them because they call them post-hardcore, but that's not true. It's just not true because I don't even agree that that genre tag is real. I think that's made up. All words are made up. I would mm, I would call them post rock big hair rain dance shanty music. Okay. <laughs> so you know the, the what's the record that everybody loves? It's uh, it's relationship, it's relationship of command. It's relationship of command. Okay, and that's the one that's got the one arm scissors song on it. If I'm yeah. not uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you know, you're at the drive-in. Oh, I know, I'm at the drive-in. So I listened to a, a good amount of relationship of command before I wrote these insults. Uh huh. And, and that I, record is I, perfect. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get it, and I don't think it's because I'm stupid. I think it's because they are pretentious, which is a beef that I have with many of these bands. Okay. So, Relationship of Command was their big record. It had a transition, one arm says, oh, get away. Ah! Like, the time signatures don't make any sense. It just, it all mishmashes together. It doesn't make sure. any sense to me. So, the band originally breaks up after this incident where there was too much slam dancing at a fest they were playing, which, <laughs> which I, I would contend cannot be true because the only movement, the only movement that you can do to this band is a herky-jerky slip fall to the library to check out a book on penny-farthing bikes. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's fair. But they did get back together uh, actually kind of recently. You know, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, yes, he's the, he was the guitarist at the drive-in. He is a, a phenomenal guitarist. He's a... He's he's an artist. He's he's like Prince. He's so good. He's so good that like in their studio sessions for Mars Volta, he would bring in John Frusciante and be like, "You play this. You play what I tell you to play." Yeah, and and like this band is a prime example of why I hate musicians. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair. Flea was I, on the first hate record musicians. too. I I don't like musicians. And uh, yeah, the band got back together in 2016. Uh, then they got they went till 2018 and then went on another hiatus. They didn't record a new record. Uh, oh no, they did. They, yeah, did. they did. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So so here's just a quick at the drive-in discography. They did Acrobatic Tenement in 1997. Ugh. They did In Slash Casino Slash Out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Then they did Relationship of Command, and then. In 2017, they did in dot ter ah dot li dot ah interalia. Interalia, yep. Yeah, okay. Don't care. Don't like it. Don't get it. 
It frightens and confuses me. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's at the drive-in. I'm not a fan, and I think they're dumb. So that's uh, that's my first entry on the you list. You know what? You know why that doesn't piss me off? Because I understand why you don't like it. Um, also, <laughs> uh, the thing is, is the the best parts about the drive-in were the parts where it was Jim Ward who went on to be in Sparta. Like he was the musician that like gave them some grounding. When he was gone, then uh, then Cedric was like, Aah! like they all did. And Omar Rodriguez Lopez, like they were like, you know how much acid we can stuff into our faces right now? Let's do that and then write every album in the world. And I think that like. Omar uh, wrote like 15 fucking albums, um, whether they were solo albums or like he kind of went that Trent Reznor route where he's like, I'm just going to write whatever I want whenever I want and do that. So I get I get it. I get why you don't like it. I mean, you're wrong for not liking Relationship and Command, but I get it. Cut away, cut away, send transmission from the one arm scissor. Yeah. Yeah, words to live by. I really, I don't, un- I don't like when, when lyrics, I, like I do, I do enjoy I do enjoy some measure of of poetry and 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 figurative language, but it's just it's just too much. It's too much. Okay, let me ask you a question. I'd rather do listen to like- Matt Pike take everything from Dune and turn it into weed. Uh, that's what I'd rather listen to. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've been listening to a lot of High on Fire lately, and uh, yeah, it rules. Devolution. I have a question for you. Yeah, don't you like trap them? I do like trap them, and when I did my my first episode of Hardcore Hangover for our patrons, if you are listening, you may have listened to it, you probably didn't. Uh, I did talk about the uh, kind of uh, intangible, uh, the uh, sort of surrealist kind of vibe to his lyrics. It's not my favorite. Okay. Well, at least you're consistent. Okay. Um- yeah. So the next band, uh, I think I think that you will get on board with this one. They are a band okay. from Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. and they recently announced that they are breaking up. Oh boy! And that is a band called Panic at the Disco. <laughs> these, <laughs> these fucking little dancey, little dancey boys, little dancey boys. So I didn't realize that they were still a band. Uh, band is a loose, loose term, and I'm going to get one into guy. that. So, Panic at the Disco was a band that started in, I don't know, 2004. Um, they were, it was Brendan Urie, who is like kind of like known for being, he's the singer. He's the guy, the, the one that's like kind of the snarky, smirky, like you kind of think that he probably slips something into somebody's drink, but like everybody <laughs> think, like kind of ignores it because he they're like, like you, that. He does look like that a little bit. Uh, apparently, he's very nice. I've heard he's very nice. So I, I apologize for that joke, but, you know, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, fuck it. He's got a big forehead. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so the band started with Brendan Urie, Ryan Ross, Spencer Smith, and Brent Wilson. Um, the first record, they, they I just, just to be kind of like to put this out there, they formed in 2004. In 2005, they put out their debut studio album, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Do you know what songs were on A Fever You Can't Sweat Out? Uh, tell me, I can't. The wait. hit song, the hit song, the song that the, everybody what? knows them for. The song what, uh, what? I write sins, not tragedies. I don't oh. know how that goes. You don't, you know. It's like oh, well, imagine. Da, 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 da. Um, uh, it's the song about shutting the door. You know the song. I, I missed that Journey's I DVD it. when no, I worked dude. there. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. It's fucking the the album went triple platinum because of that song. Why the fuck would that matter? I don't know. I wasn't listening to Panic at the I, Disco at the time. I chime in with a haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door. Oh, it's much better to face this kind of thing with sense of voice and rationality. Like that's like that song. You know the fucking song. Anyway, you are upsetting me right now. There's another <laughs> song on it that's actually pretty good. Um, and uh, and so I will give them that. There, here's why I hate this band. I hate this band because. They continue to call themselves a band. They have one good album, and it's when they got really into the Beatles, and that is the album called Pretty Odd. So mm. I recommend it's like kind of a weird, it's got like pianos and strings and like really cool melodies on it, and it got a little bit weird. And like you could tell that they were like, I don't know, 15 or 16, and then they turned 19 and got into pot, and they, they wrote that album. Oh, so, I'm, I'm watching the video, it's got like a Clockwork Orange vibe, right? Uh, Clockwork Orange is loose. I would say he looks like he would be somebody who would get desensitized in Clockwork Orange. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it. I have no idea what that fucking song is. That's bullshit. You were fucking. I don't know that fucking out of song. Your goddamn mind. I don't believe it. I, I don't know it. Anyway, uh, here's here's the thing about this band. After Pretty Odd, the band end up. They, they end up splitting up. And, and the thing was, they, they were like, we're maturing. We're no longer going to use the exclamation point because, oh. like, you oh. know, that's how the band is stylized. It's panic, exclamation point, at the disco. Um, I hate sure. band names like this. I've always hated mm. band names like this. Can't stand it. Um, so after they put out Pretty Odd, 2008, they ended up, uh, Ross, Ryan Ross, and uh, the, the one of the other guys decided that they were leaving. Um, and so, uh, Brendan Urie and, uh, Spencer Smith stayed in the band. It was the singer and the drummer <laughs> stayed in the band so they Good. could go ahead and do whatever they wanted. Uh, Perfect. and so the guitar player and the bass player went on to form a band called the young veins. Haven't heard from them since. Um, and as a duo, this band, this, this Brendan Urie fucking side project thing, whatever it is, put out another record they put out vices and virtues at that point in time uh they also put out too weird to live too rare to die again they like really like exclamation points when they put out vices and virtues they put the exclamation point back into their name mm. they're like oh we're back to the old band but then they started getting electric like electronic and they started getting dancey and they started doing kind of all these things that were really really horrible and then they put out the solo acts so brendan yuri decided to keep the name of the band and call himself Panic at the Disco. Mm. He's Here the Panic is where. at the Disco. He is the Panic. He is, I think, also the Disco? <laughs> what is the Panic at the Disco when they run out of Coke? I mean, what is this? I don't know. It's Las Vegas, so it could be any number of things. And my, my thing was, how, how old are they to think the Disco still exists? I mean, they're, like, just, they're just being cute. They're just being cute. So, Brendan Urie, 2016, mm. puts out sure. Death of a Bachelor. And I'm going to say this. Everything has been weird since 2016, and I'm pretty sure it's because of this record. I don't think it was because of Trump getting elected. I don't think it was leading up to COVID. I don't think it was any of those things. I'm fairly certain it was the death of The Bachelor that came out that was like, that's what started tilting the world and stopping the core from spinning. So No, it was just Rosie O'Donnell. Ugh. So then he puts out Death of a Bachelor Pray for the Wicked, and then the last album he put out last year was called Viva Las Vengeance. I mean, that's just some Pete Wentz shit, like, amplified, man. That is so fucking Pete Wentz, I can't even... I, it makes me want to go blind. Yeah, I mean, it, it 100% is. I mean, they were kind of like a Fallout Boy Jr. I mean, they really they were. were on that swoopy hair kind of... And they really... That's where they picked it up. Fallout Boy came out, and then everybody was like, we gotta get the next Fallout Boy... And it was Panic at the Disco, except... Well, didn't, they, didn't he sign them? I'm sure he did, yeah. I'm pretty sure he right. signed them to his, yeah. his record, yeah. Pretty sure. So, his record label. aside from a few bright spots, what I'll say is, is Brennan Urie is talented. It's one of those things where, like, he's a creative, I get it, celebrate the creativity, whatever. <laughs> um, I do appreciate his cameo on the, uh, the one Every Time I Die song. I think uh, it's called... Um, Map Map Bright? I don't know what it's called. It's on it's on uh I forget what it's called, but it's on one of the it's on low teens. Uh and it's a really good cameo. It fits the song really well. Um and the album Pretty Odd is good. It's well written. However, it's I'm well written sure. because of people like Ryan Ross who ended up leaving the band. Um so my thought is this thinking about him having a band discussion talking about breaking up the band, which is just him talking in the mirror, trying to explain to himself why he should break up his own band and why he is no longer the panic and he is no longer the disco and trying to justify to himself and then also arguing with himself why he should keep the band going. Like, I kind of like that idea of him just kind of having a mental breakdown and mm-hmm. and just offic- and then finally coming to the conclusion, like, I can't be I can't be a band anymore. I can't be a band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. So anyway, I like I said, I if it, it's one of those things where I just I, and also too, I think another reason why I hate it is because uh, at some point in time, Riley got really, really into them, but she didn't listen to any of the stuff that was like kind of catchy. She listened to like some of the newer stuff that she she liked the newer ones, and I was like, why? I have taught you better than this. I, that's and I should have known then. That's when things were going to go wrong. 
I'm just looking at some pictures of him and his costumes on stage. He really looks like Lin Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. Like that's that's, uh, yeah, how, he's that's very, like what he's doing. His whole thing. He's a he's very much so a showman. Like I mean, that's what it is. He is very like typical front man. Like he is that guy. Like he's got the charisma, and like I said, he's probably very likable. But I hate him. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't. I, I don't think he's probably likable at all. I think he's probably an awful person to be around and an insufferable narcissist. Just look at him. I've actually never heard that about him. I've actually heard nothing but good things about him. Do you but, know people who know him? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I know John Feldman. Who knows him? From Goldfinger. One of his album. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He helped. He helped produce uh, Vices and Virtues. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. It's a shame, but. <sighs> When I when I asked when I was putting together my list and I asked John Feldman, he said that he's a very nice guy. Yeah, tell John Feldman hi for me and that I uh, I love him. Yeah, I'll tell. Him, I wish I'll tell he him would I... just produce uh, ska records instead of uh, the bullshit that he does. Yeah, he's got to do better. Uh, so what what um what night of the week are we recording this this uh, podcast? Wednesday. And what, of course, then would be the following day? Thursday. Mm. And that would, of course, <laughs> be my next band. Uh, this is my, okay. So dumb. So, so dumb. <laughs> look, there's some bands that I stick by. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a proud man. I'm not too proud to admit when I've liked something that sucked. Um, but there's a lot of bands that, you know, eh, I would say people would think they're questionable that I still listen to. And I, and I say, no, that's mine. That's I claim that. That's what I like. I, I, I don't care what you think. I don't care if it fits. I don't care if it fits. Sure. This band. This fucking band. So the band that I picked is Thursday. Now, again, a post-hardcore band. Thursday. Uh, they formed in 1997. Uh-huh. In New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah. Now, their singer, Jeff Rickley, mm-hmm. he's my main beef. I hate the music. I think it sucks. I listened to Full Collapse when it came out for a while. And then I was, I remember they were playing at Warp Tour and I was looking around me and it was like Strung Out and Shy Halud and like uh, Mill and Colin. And I was like, this fucking band is so boring. I remember legitimately walking away from their set. Like, why am I listening to this? So Jeff Rickley is is my beef with the band, but I don't like them overall. He's the singer. He sounds British. He's not. He's from New Jersey, yeah. and that of course gets the that, that gets the gears turning in my head. And I, I just imagine like Stickman from Fury Five <laughs> and Jeff Rickley like in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> and Jeff Rickley's the kid who raises his hand like teacher, you forgot to give us homework, and then he just breaks his collarbone. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jeff. Uh, the man can't sing. Uh, I'll say it. He can't sing. It's a no, warble. That's, actually, that's fair. It's a warble. It's a caterwall. I would rather listen to an acoustic record, just acoustic guitar and, and Jake Bannon's cats out of the bag voice for, I mean, like an hour and a half. I would rather listen to that than Thursday. He sounds like skim milk dripped into a finger condom. <laughs> So, you know, the band, the, the, the record that every, that Thursday is known for, of course, and we talked about it on our Victory Records deep dive, and I'm sure I railed about it then because what else am I going to do? I mean, I'm just one note over here. Full Collapse was the band's uh, sophomore LP, and it came out in uh, 2001, I believe. And uh-huh. it came out of Victory Records, and there was a whole thing, and it was funny how they went back and forth with Victory, and they fucked with them and everything. But Full Collapse, man, I I remember listening to this record, and I, I remember I would put forth so much effort while listening to it to find something to enjoy about it. Uh-huh. And I just, I could never truly get there. Like, I'm sure I looked like I was there. And I'm sure I sang along at times. But deep down, I was like, there's nothing here. It's like a smooth wall. I could find no handhold. Nothing to hold me up. (laughs) Nothing to pull up. I mean, there's nothing profound going on in this record. And everybody acts like it's such a piece of art. I was looking through uh, the lyrics. And it's all the same 2000s bendy-bodied nonsense. Cross out the eyes, 
blur all the lines, tearing this canvas from the wall. We crossed out the eyes, put lines through these cries. We pulled all the leaves from the trees that fall. I mean, (laughs) everyone back then obsessed with eyes and doing something to them and canvases and leaves. It's the, that, I, I swear, the early 2000s was the most boring ass musical generation that I have yet seen because at least these SoundCloud rappers, they shoot each other. At least there's some kind of energy going on there. These motherfuckers were just asleep for like half a decade until they all went acoustic or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't, you know, the band Thursday, of course, they followed up Full Collapse with uh, with Bore All the Time. <laughs> oh, you are, that, see, this is where, this is where I take umbrage. World Time is a fucking fantastic record. It is a beige record, and nope, everyone was you so are excited. A beige record. Everyone was so excited. Oh, Thursday's new record's coming out. Ooh, and then it's just, it's like watching flies fuck. That's what it's like listening to it. I mean, what do you expect from a band whose debut LP was called Waiting? Their first record? That was what they hit the ground running with. We're going to call our LP Waiting. And then they had a song on it called Ian Curtis. If, if In like the cookbook of boring, this is the recipe they feature on the cover. Oh, okay. Thursday, okay. Thursday is just a big old pot of boiled dinner. And I can't stand them. And I hate Jeff Rickley. And I haven't even listened to that Vane record again because he's on it. And I hate him. <laughs> Dude, you should read because of the two bands that you just picked. You should go. You should read that book, Sellout, because the story of Full Collapse and the story of relationship relationship of command are like actually super interesting. Yeah, but I don't like them. But it's still super interesting. They're very like they went a very Says punk you. way about it. Oh yeah, they're real punk. And also, I'm I'm deep into Hunters of Dune right now, and I I can't I don't have time or brain space for anything else. Okay. Yeah, I hate Jeff Rickley. God, I mean, just his name. He just sounds like a little British boy, like on a street corner, of, you know, trying to sell you a newspaper while he's contracting tuberculosis. <laughs> you Ugh. really don't like Thursday. I can't stand them, and I hate him. I hate his bangs. Get a real <laughs> okay. fucking haircut, will you please? Okay. All right. I mean, the episode's called Cool to Hate. What do you want me to say? No, you're, I mean, you're, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. That's fine. All right, can I go now? Yeah, you can go now. Okay, so speaking of hate, uh, when you when you think of 1994, what are some things that you appreciate about 1994? Uh, Dookie. And sure. I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't remember years, but like, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden, uh, Saturday Night Live was killing it, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of, like, what kind of things did you play with in 1994? Uh, 1994, I was kind of done with the toys, but I, you know, I had... Uh, you were Nintendo 10 years Super- old and you didn't play any with anything? No, I was, I was 11. I didn't have, I didn't play with action figures after that, really. I mean, I had Legos, I had Nintendo, I had a skateboard, I had a Super Nintendo, I had Sega Genesis at one point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then let's fast forward to 1997. Nerf. How was, how was 1997 for you? I mean, 97, I was watching the X-Files and, uh, you know, staying up late watching Nick at Night and, I don't know, getting into... You know, Melancholin and No Effects and yeah, Boston good music, and Goldfinger, good music, yeah, yeah good, okay. good music. Well, also in 1997, uh, a band that formed in 1994 decided to put out their debut LP in 1997, and really just kind of, I don't know, set the stage for just boring, shitty, beige hardcore with mm. boring, awful frontmen. Mm. And that album from that band is called Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. <laughs> Hate Breed asshole. sucks. <laughs> you are you are uh you are wrong, but continue. Uh here's here's why I'm right. Um <laughs> Jamie Josta sings in a single key forever. Cuz he doesn't he sing. Has, he's a vocalist. He has, he's not a singer. No, he has he has voice modulation. <laughs> I have voice modulation. I can't believe you'd say that to me, Colin. <laughs> I can't control the volume. He, dude, listen, listen, to, listen to him. Listen to him, and he sounds the oh, same on every every song. It is, it is. Here's the thing: mm. when you people talk about like 
because people talk about hate breed as like this like groundbreaking thing mm-hmm. that is supposed to like bring about this like new age of hardcore. It is so boring. It is <laughs> beyond boring. Like it is dry toast. It is a crouton <laughs> that has fallen underneath my oven and f- been forgotten about. It is so boring that the rat won't even eat it. I love croutons. I love croutons too, but these are boring croutons. This what is a crouton, crouton without any olive oil. This is a crouton without any with salt or pepper or garlic. Texas this toast is crouton. I, I made croutons last night, so that's why I think why it's on my mind. <clears throat> um, my point <laughs> is fucking Bobby Flay over here, dude. My point is is that a hardcore that existed before Hatebreed was way uh-huh. more interesting. Integrity, way more interesting. I'll Black Flag, way more interesting. Arguably, <clears throat> Minor Threat, way more interesting. And no. here's why: because their songs sounded different Ian, and and i said ian curtis yeah <laughs> ian mckay ian mckay he had he had fucking no vocal range either listen to fugazi He's sure horrible. he was a child i'm not talking yeah. about fugazi i'm fugazi, talking about well, one record i'm talking about uh, minor threat putting out one record hate breed has done this over and over and over again it is the same thing <laughs> and that's all he does <laughs> <laughs> It's so good though. It's, it's listen. It would be good if he could. I don't know. Do something different. It would be good if he stopped music. That's what would be good. <laughs> the, the the only song, the only song that I could even stand to listen is "I Will Be Heard," and it's because the bass the sounds pretty one. good on it. But here's the thing: it's because the bass. I don't give a shit about Jamie Josta. He is so boring ass. He, he went and started his own label. But dude, he went and started a label that was even more boring than his own band. Stillborn was terrible. The only thing that they did that was any good was with honor. What, what about the autumn offering? No. Revelations of the Unsung. Are no! you kidding me? Are you gonna sit here and say hometown no! heroes the autumn offering? Revelations of the Unsung? Are you actually gonna say it's, it's a bad so record? Bad. What is wrong with you? How? Who are you? Dude, it's so bad. You need to give uh, me your license because you're not. You don't live in fucking Volusia County anymore. Oh, I'm. Kick, am I kicked out? You're, you're fucking out. You're gonna tell me that you 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 hear Revelation of the Unsung and you don't think that's one of the best metal hardcore records that came out of our area? That's exactly what I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> your ears have been because I, I don't even have words for it. Listen, but here's the thing, Dennis. Does the same thing that Jamie Josta does. <laughs> he has voice modulation as well, and now he's a cop with voice modulation. So my my point is is that Hatebreed has never done anything groundbreaking. They just happened to do something that stupid people liked, and then people glommed onto it. That's the thing. The crowds they bring are horrible. The people that listen to them and love them the way that you do, that don't have any sort of brain cells, love them. <laughs> the thing is, is that your IQ is higher than all of Hatebreed's fans combined. <laughs> and it's barely in double digits. <laughs> you got me. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, is that they have never done anything good in their lives, any of them. <laughs> any of them. All of them. Every person that's ever been in the band, they have they have nothing, nothing worth if they have kids, they're not good kids. <laughs> if they have if they have if they have good jobs where they're helping people, they're not good at doing that either. They're You're all they have us. done. I don't care. You know why I don't care? <laughs> I because they die. wouldn't even be because they wouldn't even be good at that. The Earth's crust is dying. This the core has stopped spinning. I'm not afraid of hate breed. I am. I am afraid of universal damnation because our Earth is dying and the poles are flipping. That's what I'm worried about. So please, Jamie Josta, come talk to me. Because are the poles flipping. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> you're, just, My, you're very fatalist right now. I'm just, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Cursed lately, so that makes sense too. Um, what I'm saying is, and I just, I, like, I want to kind of, like, boil it down to this. In, in If I were to write a thesis about Hatebreed, it would be a single page, and it would be terrible, just typed over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> with periods. So to make sure that they're all complete sentences, but it would be one page and I would make the font small enough that I could fit as many terribles onto that page as possible because they are just <laughs> bad. They're boring. They are they are easily the most boring hardcore band I've ever heard. Ever. Ever. I, ever. I don't, I don't know how you can hear a call for blood and not want to find the nearest living thing and kill it. I just don't uh, understand you know that. Why? That does not make sense. You to know me. why? Because a call for blood was written by a kindergartner. <laughs> 
funny. I'm just that's why because that doesn't move me. You know what moves me? Listening to Death Western and hearing him go, "I have the shield, I have the shield, I have the hammer, oh the god!" Like I love that. That shit rules because you that probably is, wouldn't have them without Hatebreed. You probably wouldn't have most I, shit without Hatebreed. Yeah, but you know what? That's because everybody went, "Oh, I could do that better." Mm, I don't know. Everybody who has ever written a hardcore record has done it better. Every Seriously? one of them. You, you they are say that right now. I will give me an example. Give me one band. Give me give me five bands that are worse than Hatebreed. Don't give me yours. That are hardcore bands. That are hardcore bands. Uh, yeah. Well, if we were talking about '90s, when we were talking about the any Harvest, any of them. Harvest, Harvest better. Brothers Keeper. Brothers Keeper um, way better. I would. I, you know what? I would rather listen to Brothers Keeper. I think I. Think you I would have rather. A, you have a brain injury. You have no, brain I would injury. rather. I would rather eat a Brothers Keeper CD and just play Brothers Keeper out of my mouth forever. Like that's what I want. I want to become a Brothers Keeper stereo. I'd rather do that than ever listen to Hatebreed. They're so boring. Like you know, like they're so boring. I saw them play with Slayer. They were the second headliner, and I don't remember anything they played. I don't remember what they sounded like or anything about them. They didn't matter they don't matter they don't matter to their own families that's the other part of it like they all have families <laughs> probably real and they're real personal right now oh i can't stand them <laughs> everybody who quit that band made the right decision well that's a shame because i really do like their first four albums a lot well that's because you are stupid you're a stupid person <laughs> you've actually played a hate cover in grudge holder when we were playing we played empty promises I remember, and I and I that that same night I also wrote a suicide note. <laughs> I oh, you just you're really you're really fired up. I've never seen you like this. Oh, you know, I did the last time I was this fired up was like when I had to like deal with DCF because my ex wife called DCF on me. Well, I mean, that's the last time I felt this this level of vitriol. She wanted to see you fail, but she didn't get her chance. She didn't get her chance. Yeah. Well, I mean, while we're crucifying, you know, these, <laughs> these, these very, these monolithic pillar hardcore bands, I got one for you. Good. Okay, great. So like, what's the country that we live in? What's it called? Uh, it's called the United States of America. Okay. What's that last word? America. And turn it into an adjective. American. Okay. And like, sometimes when you go to sleep. Like when you close your eyes, <laughs> you you think you you sometimes see things that aren't there because like you're dreaming. But like, sure. what's the what's the bad one of those? Oh, a nightmare. Yeah. So put those two words together. American nightmare. Yeah, it's the band. <laughs> you are. I don't know. You're so I stupid. What, I don't know what they're calling themselves. Give up your butts or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves right now. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, I, I wasn't going to pick this band, but they recently put out a new song and I said, well, here, that's the band. So let's let's back up. Let's t- let's <laughs> let's travel back. American Nightmare in 2000. Time and a place you sure. had to be there. I it's one of the few times in my life when I can say I was there. Right. I was there for strike anywhere. Like when strike anywhere popped, I was there for American nightmare. You know, I was there for fucking newfound glory. I saw him with real big fish when they play the Aerosmith cover and nobody gave a fuck about them. Right. I saw less than Jake with 50 people. Uh, I could go on. Yeah. I saw fucking hate breed. Yes, they were big, but they weren't as big as they are now. I saw him when they they only had two fucking records out. There is such a thing as a time and a place and just being there. there's shit that I'm not there for now that will become legendary. And that's just what it is. You know, that's, that, that's just the passage of time. It was something important when American nightmare played the church for the first time. And we were all there and we saw it and we saw the fucking ferocity. It was great. But yeah. It does not translate to the present day because this line hits a lot differently now. I drew a heart around the name of your city. Uh-huh. It's completely different now. It doesn't have the same resonance. And in fact, it sounds really ridiculous. Now, I'll be honest. When it comes to American Nightmare, self-titled and the sun isn't getting any brighter, I they could have stopped there for me. I could have done without background music. Background music has some good shit on it, but at the same time, background music was sort of like what 
led them to the entrance of their own assholes. <laughs> okay. It took the, it took them there and they're like, "Oh, here it is. Here's here's our asshole right here. Here's our asshole." And then their next record were Down Silver Underground was where they of course they were already within themselves, hopelessly lost within the labyrinth of their own pretentious collective rectum. Sure. So I could have done without it. Um and then they broke up. And, and it was fine. It was like, okay, well, you know, American Nightmare was fucking ferocious when they came out and they lost the plot like many hardcore bands do. And and then they went away. And and then Tim Kosar joined Hope Conspiracy. And that's why fucking End Note was such a great record. Or Death Knows Your Name. Whatever the fuck yeah. the name is. I, I don't yeah, remember Death the fucking name. name. How dare Death you? Death Knows Your Fucking God. Whatever it is. I forgot. At first, I didn't really like the rock and roll hardcore shit bars and suicide file. But then I was like, you know, I kind of do dig this. Like, this is pretty cool. I like what they're doing. I like that this guy's doing dark music. He's doing other cool shit. And then, of course, Wes Eisel went off and did all this other whatever. But then they got back together. Mm -hmm. They get back together. Right. And everybody loses their minds. (laughs) It's just, oh, my God, the tickets sell out in seconds. And, sure. and everyone's buying plane tickets and they're going to New York or I think it was like New York and L.A. and Atlanta or something. I can't remember what the the, the initial the initial uh, reunions. It was like three shows or something. Right. And everyone's like, I didn't get to see him. I got to go fucking see him. And it's like, it's not probably not gonna be that good, guys. And, and, and then, of course, it's the last time you're ever going to see him. And then what happens? They stay together. They keep playing fucking shows. <laughs> How flush do you think these bozos were after those reunions? I I would say since they faked everyone out, whatever new music they give they do now, they need to give it away because that's fucked up. Because thousands of people probably put took out a second mortgage on their fucking house to go see their bullshit band for like a forty minute set. If that, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're very upset about that. I could tell. Like, yeah, there's they, no justice in that. They need to give their new records away for free, but that wouldn't work because nobody with actual ears wants to hear them. I have ears. Have you heard the new song? Yeah, I love it. I quit. <laughs> when American Nightmare decided to do a new recording, and it was a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018, I don't know and I don't care. It was, the, there was no more driving dark hardcore, which is what they were known for. They were known for these, like, get in, get out real fast, poetic lyrics, the shrieking vocals, just the balls to the wall, like, simplistic feedback, anger, rawness. And it sure. was just replaced with these, like, jangly, wangly tantrums. So they, like, updated the music in a bad way, but they also... The thing that they didn't do that they should have done, the thing that they should have updated was the lyrics because it's still that same pseudo-poetic dreck that Wes Nightmare has been yowling about since 2000, but it made sense to us back then and it resonated because we were children. And now we're all almost in our fucking 40s, so it doesn't work anymore. American Nightmare has this new tape that they're about to put out, and I saw the new song yesterday. Uh-huh. And the only song that they released from it has fucking electronic drums. It's just, like, goofy and disrespectful to their fans. Just start a new band, guys. Yeah, another one. Put put a dog skull on your Casio keyboard, light some incense, and dance in the corner like a fucking idiot. I mean, how many bands has West Nightmare done at this point like this? You got cold girls and cave skeletons and whatever the fuck. <laughs> Have you seen what he looks like lately? He yeah. looks like Jeff Rickley. Oh, that's that's your that's where this is coming from. It's ridiculous. I don't know what what's with with all these guys with their fucking bangs. It's ridiculous. American Nightmare. It was a time and it was a place. And I think when you breathe new life into a corpse like this, you're going to end up with something that is just ungodly. And I, I think I think the new shit sucks. I think it's bad. Well, I don't dumb. think it's American Nightmare. You're dumb. It's not American Nightmare. You you start a new band. I, the same thing I have with Blacklisted because Blacklisted was like the next American Nightmare. They were like, hey, uh, we're 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 gonna just smash everybody's fucking face with these like under a minute songs that have great lyrics and the music is fantastic and our sets are like twenty minutes and boom boom boom. But now we're gonna fucking get up our own ass and we're gonna start writing songs like Kurt Cobain when he decided he was gonna leave Nirvana, which was arguably one of their best records. Hated that record. Heavier well, than heaven. You are <laughs> stupid. The problem is that you are a stupid person. 
Like that's something that I you know everybody around you, all of your friends are afraid to tell you that they have never told you. This is the first time you've ever heard one of your friends call you stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's the thing about American Nightmare, and, and I'm going to justify this. Okay. The problem is that everybody looks at American Nightmare and goes, okay, this is the hardcore band that I grew up with. Instead of going, they are now a punk band. Like, when you listen to them, uh, the, the self-titled record that just came out in 2018, punk record. The Life Support EP a shitty punk is record. a punk record. It's good. It's a good record. You are dumb for not liking it. And you're allowed <laughs> to not like it, but you are dumb for not liking it. And that's the problem is everybody goes, everybody goes, well... Like background music, da 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 da. Yeah, those were the hardcore records. They started getting it. We're down to where underground is there is the worst of the three full lengths they put out because it's like it's like weird combination of like they were trying to do something different. Wes's voice was kind of weird on it. I like it, but I understand why people don't like it. The new self-titled record, you go into it recognizing that this is a band that is uh I don't know nearly what time like seventeen years removed from background music. It is a different band. It is a punk band. Perfect. It is a different band. Start a different band. Uh, Start a different did. band. It's not It's not American Nightmare at this point. It's Wes Easel's Folly, and they sound like a goddamn peacoat now. No. It is. They did start a different band. They broke up as Give Up the Ghost. They got back together as American Nightmare. Oh, don't, you, don't you fucking... Don't you split oh, here? Shut up! Shut up! So here's the thing about this is that I this I would make I'm gonna make this argument I'm gonna posit this thought is God. that when they decided to be give up the ghost and they recorded we're down to we're underground that was not there was not really American Nightmare DNA in that that was a different band I'm gonna make an argument that the self titled record is closer. To the original night, American Nightmare, then we're down to where Underground is. I think it sounds closer than we're down to where Underground does. I'm just wondering, have you just had a bird in your house on your shoulder shrieking in your ear lately? <laughs> to just really I've, just it's it's just scrambles your circuits to the point where you think the new shit sounds like the old shit. I didn't say it sounds like the old shit. I said it's closer. It's closer. So you're it's you're a closer it. approximation. It's a similarity. It's, I, I'm saying that there's there's more shared DNA in that than there is in what Don't under, you under, use your my... science bitch words with me. Listen, I've been under a lot of stress lately, so maybe I am. Maybe this has been a thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it's good. I like it. <laughs> you're wrong for not liking it is my point. So, well, you're, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can only say that you are completely in error in your hate breed opinion. Well, that's because you can't understand <laughs> anything more complex than hate breed. Which is proven I by your list. Nothing. I don't like guitars that play more than three notes. <laughs> no, That's why I don't like. It does make I, it easier if it's just three notes. Yeah, I mean, but it's the same three notes that they played for how many albums has Hatebreed put out? Like fifteen. I mean, look, there's like, only so many notes on a guitar, buddy. Yeah, there's only so. Yeah, there's there's. But here's the thing: they they decided they're like those notes too complicated. <laughs> We're gonna play same notes. Here's another album about brutality. They do do tend to stay within the one through six fret range. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But they Uh, do so much with it. I am a musician. I know. (laughs) You should do um, you should do live for this for your next uh, play it. uh, Play it. What is it? Play Play it loud. Yeah. Play Uh, it live. I want to say play it live because we used to say that. Yeah. You know what? No. (laughs) <laughs> that's a shame. i'll never do that well there you have it folks our prejudices and hatreds laid bare we're not the uh the elevated thinkers that you probably thought we were i am no you proved that you were not i proved i proved <laughs> you, that i am you were you were go this is how you're winning arguments no you're stupid that's a stupid <laughs> thing you are stupid so we are not either of us has not elevated ourselves whatsoever yeah, we can't argue because you are too stupid to argue. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's where you go to. You're too dumb for me to engage with you. <laughs> yeah, that's the argument. The argument is I. It's it's upsetting to me. It it, it affects my quality of life. How stupid you are. <laughs> well, look, guys. At the end of the day, anyone who's uncomfortable with this concept, just know that we've never been successful, and nobody gives a fuck about us. So, yeah, who the who fuck are we to say anything about these famous assholes? 
But oh shit, I guess that's about that's it, right? I mean, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that was cathartic. I feel better. <laughs> I feel cleaned out. <laughs> uh, so Shane, uh, just before we got on the show, he was um, haranguing me to start a uh, or Instagram for my uh, the the author name that I use, which is very similar to my own name and the Wasteland Podcast and all that crap. So. I'm going to get all that together and hopefully have that soon. And maybe I can actually promote some of the stuff that uh, I do. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. And waste, uh, not wasteland. That's not my book right now. Young till I'm old is up for pre-order. And uh, have... I think by the time this is out, it will not be up for pre-order anymore. Oh, well, it's just up for order then. Uh, it's up for order, but patrons get a discount. They get a 20% discount on everything. So it's a short book. Buy it. Yeah, it's cool. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. I think it's very funny. I think you'll find it very funny. It's a lot of funny stories uh, that have to do with punk rock. So uh, if you if you got if you got the spare change, pick it up. If not, I'm not gonna not gonna lose any sleep over it. Yes, I will. But okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It'll be all right. Well, before we before we go further, should we we should shout out the patrons? Yep. Mike Osborne, Laura Crosby, Kate Neal, Amelia Andrews, Matthew Fisher, Jessica Crane, Mario Cipriano, Christian Purley, Nancy Crozier, Emily Lawson, Jess DeMarco, Casey Crawford, Brian Stewart, Tyler Legacy, uh, Joe Regano, Bob Hughes, Carissa Crabtree, and Sam Kuby. Thank you. Yeah, y'all are the best and we appreciate you. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us this week and we'll be back next week with something or other. So until then, Annihilate this week. Hail to it. it. And good night, Taco Bell Joe, wherever you are. You know who I'm not going to say good night to? Who? Jamie Josta. Hey, buddy, listen. I was there the day that he lost the thumb. I was there. Uh-huh. He got it caught in a tortilla machine. He don't want to tell anybody that because he's Mr. Big Record Label, Mr. Stillborn Records over here. Oh, I'll be heard. Yeah, I heard you screaming that day when your thumb got ripped off, buddy. Landed in somebody's chalupa. I mean, it was it was it was a massacre. It was disgusting. They, did they still serve it? It's Taco Bell. What do you expect, buddy? We got degrade meat. Yeah. It's like it gives you diarrhea. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess presumptuous presumptuous of me to assume that they wouldn't serve that. I don't know what that word means, buddy. You're talking you're talking Latin right now. Well, I mean, I, I, it was hard to get that word out because my throat hurts so much from pretending to be Jamie Josta. <laughs> I told him, buddy, you probably got voice and modulation. He was like, I don't care. I'm getting <laughs> out of thumb. here. You're never going to see me again. Oh, my thumb hurts. I'm going to be a famous hardcore vocalist linebacker. Uh. Yeah, that's probably what happened. And then he went on to host Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got to go, guy. I got you. Bye. want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at i don't want to hear it pod you can find us on twitter at idwhi podcast you can find us on facebook at i don't want to hear a podcast check out our website at i don't want to hear a podcast.com and if you follow the link it came from the beach you can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did you can check out our publishing company at wndpress.com and if you would like to submit a work or get published with us, uh, you can email us at info at wndpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your information. Let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for you all, too. Find us. It'll be great. Thank you.